I'm going to tell you today why I think the Twins bullpen can be not okay, but good in 2022. Also, let's break down what the Twins are doing with their pitching. What's going on? Haven't added since the Carlos Correa signing. Let's talk about it and more on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I've been running at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. We are so close to opening day for the Twins and for Major League Baseball. I cannot wait. I've been here through the lockout, through the COVID shutdown, through a last place season, through an extension for Byron Buxton, through a signing of Carlos Correa that blew everybody's mind. I'm still wrapping my head around it through all of that. And I'm back with you today to talk about Twins pitching because that's been such a topic this offseason. Baseball is a simple game. Runs scored minus runs allowed. Do you score more runs than you give up? And the Twins look like they're going to score quite a few runs. And I think people are even underselling how many runs they they could score in 2022. But you'd be, I don't want to say delusional, you'd be, you'd be a little bit mistaken if you said that this pitching staff, you'd be completely confident in this staff. We'll put it at that. I want to talk today about what they're doing. What do I think they're doing at this point with X amount of days until opening day? Why haven't they traded for Frankie Montas? Why haven't they signed Johnny Cueto even? Why haven't they traded for anybody after trading for Sonny Gray, signing Carlos Correa, still having a hole in the rotation and a rotation that just doesn't look very sturdy, to be honest with you? We're going to look at the bullpen. And it's I think it starts with the bullpen and some of the roles we see in the bullpen. And I first want to say, I think the notion and the observation that this bullpen is not good enough, I think could be wrong. And I could be wrong saying that because I said that about the 2021 bullpen in the first half, they were terrible. But hear me out. In 2019 and 2020 combined, the Twins were tied for first in Major League Baseball in Fangrass wins above replacement from their bullpen specifically. Guess who they were tied with? Okay, trivia tie, who do you think they were tied with? The Tampa Bay Rays, of course. The Rays just... Pick and pop. And I'm going to get back to the Rays because I think the Twins are doing something similar. And Jeremy Machino, I apologize, Jeremy, if I butchered your name, if you're listening, pointed this out the other day to me that they could be following this model. They have followed this model in the last couple of years. What that model is, is shuffling relievers. You call a guy up. Let's let's just use Juan Mania as an example. You call up Juan Mania. You let him pitch. He does really well. As soon as he's not doing well, you you replace him with somebody else. And you're not locked into Juan Manaya because he's on a, on a minor league contract. Great example, Luke Farrell last year. Twins picked up Luke Farrell on a minor league deal, was outstanding in his first like 10 innings, I want to say. Ended up, he got hurt and came back and then wasn't good. As soon as he wasn't good, it's like, okay, he's done. Who's coming? Juan Manaya. Okay, who's coming? Danny Coulomb. Okay, who's coming next? And it's that's a very simple way of explaining it because – a more complicated version of that is the Twins are looking for matchups, and that's what they've done the last couple of years as well. When you look at Cody Stashak, I think Stashak's a great example of this. Cody Stashak was hurt last year when he pitched. He was not good. He was trying to pitch through an injury. Cody Stashak, with his slider I, and his command of that slider, 
I think can get righties out consistently, can get good righties out consistently. Do I want Cody Stashak out there against a good lefty? Absolutely not. So what the Twins do is they find spots for Cody Stashak in the sixth or seventh inning. If you got two righties coming up, you go to him and they have these, these levels in the bullpen like every team does. I think the Twins do it in the Rays way where they are willing to just shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. They're not going to invest very much money into the bullpen. Addison Reed is the biggest investment we've seen. The most they were they will really give out is in the last couple of years, Alexander Colome for five and a half million. He had a, a million dollar buyout or whatever this year. That's like the most they're willing to do for a reliever. And Colome, his periphery numbers were not not good at all. So they're they're not going to invest a ton in their bullpen. They haven't done so this offseason. Only signing Joe Smith for two and a half million. They've made some waiver claims. I've liked a couple of them because I think they fit into that mold of the matchups and the, and the mixing and matching at different parts of the year and different parts of the game. But I, I want to tell you what I think is going to happen here. And I think the Twins, with expanded rosters, at least for the first month, are looking to lean into that more. And Nick Nelson wrote a little bit about this early in the offseason at TwinsDaily.com. I think they're going to pull a variation of this. And what Nick said is, you're going to see a non-traditional bullpen in terms of you're going to see short stints. You're going to see guys start games, guys come in the middle of games, guys close games, the same guys in a given week. I think you're going to see things like that happen for the Twins, especially because they'll probably have 15 pitchers on their opening day roster with 28-man roster, 13 position players, 15 pitchers. I don't think there's a limit. There is not a limit. They're going to have 15 pitchers most likely. So it's going to give them an opportunity to play as many matchups as they want, essentially. They'll have five starters and they'll have you know, 10 relievers, but don't look at them as relievers. And I want to show you what I think this bullpen is going to look like, but I wouldn't think of it in the way of this guy is the sixth inning guy. This guy's the seventh inning guy because that guy could be the, the first inning guy. And a lot of people are going to hear this, Twins fans, are going to be like, gross, I hate that idea. I get it. It's super non-traditional. But I think this is the route they're heading. So I want to tell you more about what that looks like with names, with the players we could see in those different roles after this word from Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens, they're not only delicious, their goal, it's so healthy. Athletic Greens are delicious. And they send them to me and they are really concise in a beautiful box, really nicely packaged. So you're wondering, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you're thinking about at this time in life. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is with a new host, Lindsey Crosby. Aram Layton was great. Lindsey Crosby is also great. Prospect Encyclopedia is going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So what are we looking at for the Twins bullpen this year? I'll move over 
if you've been watching this podcast for a while, you're watching on YouTube, you know what this is like when I'm side by side with this thing. But please subscribe, hit the like button, comment. It keeps me going, gives me the energy. I do this for you. I do it for the love of the game, for the love of the twins. Mostly I do it because you're listening. So please do that. Let's look at this bullpen. I think Taylor Rogers has like the firmest role on this team. He's their highest leverage reliever. You're going to see him pitch in the eighth and ninth innings again this year based on matchups. He's not going to just pitch ninth innings exclusively. It's going to be the same role we've seen him have for years. He looks good in spring training. The finger looks solid. Taylor Rogers stays healthy. I expect him to be one of the best left-handed relievers in baseball once again in 2022. Tyler Duffy is your setup, man. Jorge Alcala, seventh inning, sixth, seventh inning. Again, could open some games perhaps. I don't know if I see it for Alcala, but, you know, mid to late innings for him. Caleb Theobar, same way as a lefty. Same role, I think, same tier as Alcala. So you have Rogers, Duffy are your high leverage right now. Then you have Alcala and Theobar as your next step. But I will temper with that. Alcala could very quickly move into that high leverage role. And I think my prediction, one of my bold predictions, we'll have a bold prediction episode before opening day some point next week. I think Jorge Alcala will emerge as, as their late-inning right-handed weapon. I think he will. And that could be very soon. So when it says that, or when I say that he's in the second tier, keep in mind that he could be in that first tier as soon as April. Like, I think that could happen for him based on how he finished last year. His stuff is electric. His command was improved. He was getting more swings and misses. If his finger, his finger, I guess, ripped, but he's okay in spring training. So if he's healthy, Jorge Alcala is going to be, uh, he's going to be a dude, I think, this year for the Twins. Joe Smith, this is a great example. Joe Smith, sidewinding, sinker, slider, tough on righties. You're going to see him face a lot of right-handed hitters. Think Sergio Romo in terms of matchups here for Joe Smith on that $2.5 million deal. Love that for him. Then you see flex. So I have five pitchers listed as flex. So essentially, I have five relievers I think are in somewhat fluid, somewhat firm roles in Rogers, Duffy, Alcala, Theobar, and Smith. Then I have five flex relievers. Yoan Duran, Jarrell Cotton, Devin Smeltzer, Lewis Thorpe, Giovanni Moran. And I think for Moran, that could be Jake Faria. And Nick Nelson tweeted about that today, about Faria potentially making this team because he thinks that they're they're grooming him to pitch longer stints. I think that's possible, and I think that's probably true. Cody Stashak for depth, Trevor McGill, Wamanaya, Matt Cantorino eventually, Danny Coulomb, Ian Hamilton. The list goes on for depth pieces. But when I say flex, I mean I think Yohan Duran, A, will make the team, which is super exciting and adds another high-octane weapon to this bullpen and one they desperately need at this point uh, in terms of just, as I said, weaponry and uh, the electric nature of his game. Jarrell Cotton, Devin Smeltzer, Louis Thorpe, Giovanni Moran. So with Duran, I think he could start I think he could come in in the third inning, the fourth inning. The th- I could literally could see Yoanderon coming in all nine innings at some point. Like every single inning I think could be possible. And the eighth or ninth, he's going to have to show it a little bit. I think he can open some games. I think you could see him picking up when a starter has a short stint, when a starter's in trouble. You could see Yoanderon come in for a few innings. I think you're going to see, see him in a lot of different roles if he makes the team. I think he will make the team, and I, I foresee that for him. Jarrell Cotton, also I have in a flex role. I think you could see him against righties, lefties in different spots, different parts of the game. Could pitch at higher leverage if they needed him to. Again, with these guys, they need to show up early in the season and prove that. But if one injury and they could be thrust into that role, so I have them as a flex. Devin Smeltzer, more of a long relief slash starting flex. You could see him piggyback. I think he's the biggest piggyback candidate where he's jumping on with another starter in the middle of a game. Same for Lewis Thorpe. 
Same for Giovanni Moran, but I think Moran could also emerge with Duran as one through nine at any point of a game. And with his changeup, he can get righties in, lefties out. So I'm hopeful for him too. And then I mentioned depth. Faria, Stashak, McGill, Manaya, Cantorino, Kulam, and Hamilton. You're going to see all those guys, I think, at some point. Because, as I said, the Twins are taking this mold where, all right, we'll start with uh, Jake Faria. We'll see how he does. Let's say Jake Faria has a couple great outings. And then he hits a wall. All right, here comes Trevor McGill. Throws 98. We're bringing him up. Let's see what he can do. And Trevor McGill. Oh, Trevor McGill. Oh, Trevor McGill gave up another homer. All right, he's going back down. Here comes Ian Hamilton. And... What you do is you just you keep mixing and matching and you put them in spots and you put them in spots to succeed. And I think they've done overall a good job of that. The numbers show that they've done a good job of that outside of the first half of 2021, which was a disaster for the bullpen. A lot of it was led by Alexander Colomay, but Taylor Rogers at times, Tyler Duffy at times, especially at the beginning of the year, didn't get it done either. So I think they can get back to that this year, and I would predict they would because there's more evidence in the last three years that they will have an above-average bullpen than there is against. So I will believe again that they can put together another above-average bullpen. Let's get to more on what I think the Twins are doing here, whether I think it's the right move uh, after this word from our local sponsors. If you're watching on YouTube, we roll on through. And I will tell you, here's what I think I think is happening with the Twins at this point. Uh, I don't see Frankie Montas coming. I don't see Sean Manaya coming. I don't see maybe even Johnny Cueto coming at this point. I think the Twins are ready to rock. And uh, ready or not, here they come, I think is the quote. And that's that's definitely true here. I am predicting Josh Wander will make the team. If you saw our opening day roster projection on Thursday, you saw that I think Josh Wander is going to make the team. I think he's going to be their fifth starter. But again, for him... You could see him in those, <clears throat> excuse me, in those flex roles for the Twins. You could see him potentially filling in middle innings, coming in when guys have short starts. Now, do I see him starting some games early on? I think I do as the Twins' fifth starter. Uh, Devin Smeltzer could be in the in that role as well. Josh Winder, to me, because he's 26, 25, 26, and pitched at AAA last year and was very successful at AA, is polished. He was already a command first pitcher. And then added velocity, which I think is a great order of operations there. And his command stuck around. 95-96 with a fastball, sharp slider, good changeup. I don't know why Josh Winder wouldn't be able to get major league hitters out right now. And I say that it's a it's a scale. It's not, oh, I think he's gonna dominate major league hitters. And it's also not, I don't think he would get, I don't think he'd get destroyed by major league hitters, but we get going on these prospects and I watch them in the minors and I watch them even in spring training and it's just not the same. It's not even close to the same. And it's almost like you don't recognize these guys once they get up to the majors because it's such a high level. So it's risky. A, it's risky to have Bailey Ober and Joe Ryan as like staples in your rotation this year. And then B, it's super risky to say, okay, Josh Winder is going to go and we're going to roll with Josh Winder. Uh, and then we're going to roll with uh, Jordan Balazovic. Like we're just going to throw him into the fire. It's almost like a quasi what we've been talking about all offseason, which is are you trying to compete or are you going to throw these young pitchers into the fire and see what happens? Because I didn't, I couldn't see a scenario where both those things were possible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to that scenario. <laughs> the Twins are trying to compete, signing Carlos Correa, trading their first-round pick, Chase Petty for Sonny Gray, while also planning to rely 
on their young starters in Josh Winder, in Jordan Balazovic, in Yohan Duran, in Matt Cantorino, perhaps, in Cole Sands. I think both those things are happening at this point. Do I think it's smart? No. I don't think it's smart. I think it's really risky. Could it work out, though? I don't think it's a death sentence. I think it could work out, but it's a big gamble. It's a big roll of the dice. And I've said at the beginning of the offseason, in the middle of the offseason, I'll say it again now, and I'll say it throughout the year. This is the time for Derek Falvey and Thad Levine's pipeline, especially of pitching. This is the time. They have to step up this year. They have to take those steps forward. If they don't, to me, Man, that's six. This is six seasons, and we haven't seen it, right? I'm willing to give you a pass after five, but after six, and we still haven't seen it at the major league level. Yeah, that's not that's not good. And at that point, like we're talking about a failure. This is the year. It's got to happen this year. So it's a big gamble, and they know that, and they're almost doubling down on it. They're saying, okay, we know it's a big year anyway for our pitching prospects. Even if the Twins went out and got Frankie Montas, even if they went out and got Frankie Montas and like Zach Gallon and the rotation looked really strong and Ober and Ryan were on the back end and Bundy's in the bullpen and you're like, whoa, this rotation's revamped. Even if that were the case, the main storyline of the pitching staff this year is how do Jordan Balazar, Josh Weiner, Juan Duran, Matt Cantorino, Cole Sands, how do they progress? How do they emerge? How do they come onto the scene? Simeon Woods Richardson as well. So many of them. How do they progress this year? Do they help the Twins? That's the storyline. No matter what happens, that's the storyline because they need it now. And they don't just need it for 2022. They need it for 2023. And their whole thing was, we're going to be ramping up, ready to go in 2023. I hear you. Love the Correa signing. Love the Sonny Gray deal. But if your pitching prospects don't come through this year and don't show up at the major league level, 2023 is now in question as well because you don't have that pipeline. Super important for them. That's the route I think they're going. So let me know what you think in the comments. Please, again, like, subscribe, whatever. The podcast is exploding, and I I only have you to thank. Thank you so much. Lockdown Twins has never been more downloaded, never been more interaction for the pod. Thank you so much. It it makes me almost sometimes emotional because we've gotten through such tough periods on the pod. And um, it feels really good to be sitting here today so close to opening day for a team that I think will be really exciting, if nothing else. Thank you again for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects, again, host by Lindsey Crosby. I also encourage you to listen to Lockdown MLB, as hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day. Go Twins. Win twins. We'll talk to you soon.